Hello everyone, and welcome to another episode of Tech Smash Bros. Episode 22 or 21? I forget. It doesn't matter. It's another episode. Uh, so today I had a lot of fun uh, and it got pretty exciting talking to um, my longtime, long distance friend John. Uh, we talked about various topics. Um, we talked about the EV market, the fourth industrial revolution, um, explored some different wild ideas. Uh, we talked about the Spider-Man movie franchise. Uh, we also talked about Elon Musk, and I was fanboying over Elon Musk. Um, we also did like a comparison of Elon Musk and Steve Jobs. Um, and we got pretty energetic about it. Um, so hopefully that energy also translates to an enjoyable episode. Um, so without further ado, here's the episode. Okay, and we are recording. Welcome to another episode of... Uh, do you even know the podcast name, dude? Uh, tech Table Friends? <laughs> Good, close enough. Wait, tech Smash Bros. Oh, tech Smash Bros. Something. Yes. It was Tech and Friends. <laughs> You've already been on this like three times, so I thought it was it was a good check if you knew actually what you were jumping onto. So yes, welcome to another episode of this podcast. Um, yeah, I don't know what Hollis introduces, but that's it. This is me. This is John. My name is Dan. Um, we're long distance friends catching up. Um, we've known. I feel like we should have done this maybe in some of our episodes, but. Some context, John and I know each other from like back in um, Latin America and uh, we met each other in like seventh grade and then we were good friends and then he left, uh, he left me at around 10th grade, went back to Korea and then we've, we've been in touch ever since. Yep. Dude, that, that typing sound is, is loud. Sorry, I have a mechanical keyboard. Mechanical keyboard? Is that from your yeah. office? No, no, just for my own benefit. I see. Okay. All right. Yeah. Why is it? Is it, is it close to your audio or something? No, it's on my desk, and my audio is right below my chin. Just mechanical keyboards are just naturally loud. Really loud. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I've used them before. No. Anyway, I, just, I, was, just, I was just looking up what the difference between Latin America and South America was. <laughs> They're the same, right? <laughs> No, I think it was, it was more of a geographical term versus a cultural term. Yeah, linguistic oh. and cultural division. That's what you call Latin America. You know, wait, wait. Apparently, Latin America includes um, Central, Central America. America. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, so well, I did mean South America. Yeah, that's true. Okay. All right, well, then, uh, yeah, I misused that word. I did mean South America, but I guess I, it's not inaccurate to say Latin yeah, America. I mean, it's still Latin America. Yeah. I'm just saying, I just typed that into it and I'm seeing like the first thing that pops up in Wikipedia is religion, Christianity, 90% of Latin America, of Latin America is Christian. What do you know? The dominance, the dominance of this religion. Mm. Religion. Yes. We probably talk about that a bit more uh, at some point. We've, I think we've talked about it here and there. We kind of talked about it before. Yeah. You're there. Yeah. It's always, it's always a continuing conversation. Mm. It is a big part of life for yes. many people. Yeah. Like not. Yeah. Anyway, how have you been? Do you guys have free snacks at the office? Yeah, we have free snacks. We have cereal, a bunch of different coffee machines. Oh, really? Did you have them in your prior job too? We had free a free cereal. Machine. No, but no, not a free cereal. Not, yeah, yeah, not a free oh, cereal. Oh, that's nice. So that's we have nice. Free, but they, cereal is always there, but the fruit kind of disappears pretty early on. So. Oh yeah, yeah. They give, but they give it every day, huh? Yeah, yeah, every morning. That's so great. If you want some, you know, salads, fruits, and stuff, just come like thirty minutes earlier, I guess. That's great. Is that? Yeah, I didn't know Korea would do that. I would think they would. I mean, I'm surprised that they're progressing, being more. What, what really? This is actually like hip. pretty normal. Like snacks, giving. Dude, Dude okay. in my prior company, they only gave fruits like on every Fridays, or maybe it was every morning, but it was like ran out. Oh, so the thing with the Korean companies for that was because you know, not any, not to that extent anymore, but it was largely expected to you know stay over time and stuff or come in early. So it was like you know giving out like snacks in the morning or stuff was actually kind of the norm. Even in my old company, which was relatively small, 
they still gave out like kimbap and bread in the morning. So every and, morning. Yeah, every morning. Like it just it's just like uh but it's not for everyone. It's like first come first serve. First, they first only have, like, yeah, that kind of stuff. Oh. Dude, kimbap and well, it's really good. So some people would just take like three and kind of be a dick, you know. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. That but, can't be yeah. for they can't. They can't be doing that for like bigger companies. Maybe because yours was like a smaller company, they could have. They could yeah, afford maybe, to do that. But like bigger ones, I think it depends on the office. Some of the office building itself, they just like replenish. You know, what do you call those granola bars, cereal, coffee? Yeah, machines. yeah. That's part of the office thing that they get when they rent the building or something. Yeah, but, uh, it depends. Dude, but kimbap, oh, wow, that's pretty good. <laughs> so that must be like at least middle middle tier at least middle tier level of service from companies to their employees yeah i guess so yeah i would imagine mm. right. we also so have like, a robot barista so that was cool your 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 office yeah right now yeah dude that's that sounds pretty hip for a korean i mean i mean maybe i mean prejudice but yeah from what i know that sounds pretty hip for a korean company they don't cool. sound very super traditional then or is it is this traditional? Is this normal now in Korean startups? No, like having coffee machine isn't that just normal? We just added a robot. Coffee machine. We no, just a robot. Robots are revolutionary, no, dude. No, no, just that's, just that's, a robot. That's, the that's type an understatement. Of that's the type. That's a just because because of the like the type of industry I'm in. That's one of their defining stuff. Dude, I, I, can, I can tell you, like a lot of tech industries that do not have robot baristas. Yeah. Well. Anyway. So, we, this one does. That was cool. That, was cool. that is pretty cool. Dude, that's yeah. pretty cool. No, but the, traditional. the funny thing is I thought when they told me there was a robot barista, I thought it was going to be like a robot, you know, grinding the coffee and then like shaking it or something. But it's just a robot hand just pressing the buttons on like the coffee machine. And then like, you know, taking that for me and then like putting it on the desk. That, so. That's what you, you expect too much from a robot, man. And I thought it'd be better. <laughs> Maybe my expectations were too like high draw- for a robot. Wait, what else were you thinking? What did you say? What else do you need for the robot to do? Grind the actual coffee? Yeah, yeah. I thought that's what was it was going to be like. I was like, cool. This robot's going to grind my coffee. But now do, do, do he coffee? just presses buttons. <laughs> that's, yeah. I mean, that's already some manual work right there. But oh. do baristas in like Starbucks, do they actually grind the coffee as well? No, they have the coffee grinding machines, obviously. Dude, <laughs> you expect a robot to do more than an actual barista? Dang, that's like robot prejudice, dude. You're already, you're already, if you were the average citizen who would be adopting and welcoming robots into the world, it would not be looking good for robots. Mm, yeah. It would be, I would be a tyrannical robot, super lord or whatever. I mean, yeah, I mean, let's not extend to yourself too much. You said average citizen, but. Uh, yes, if there were many of you and that was the majority, yes, that would that would vote very poorly for robots. Yeah, so I'm always curious about how these robots are going to be integrated into everyday life kind of stuff. The robot barista was a nice touch. <laughs> how uh, do you think they're being integrated? I, just kind of like as cheap, never tiring labor, <laughs> like basically cheap. slaves all by, I feel like. So basically what we have in factory machines for like cars, you just like, you, you think it's just like more of those. Mm, yeah 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 so i actually saw like saw and read a couple of documentaries and essays on regarding how uh robot labor force is going to be integrated into like really aging societies like you know namely germany italy uh, japan and korea are probably the more fast aging societies so we're japan's probably integrated first anyways to say like when you say, say fast like, when you say fast aging you mean the population yeah the population, population is, is aging and they can't maintain their labor force, especially for in the chase, case of Japan, Germany, and Korea as well. Uh, since uh-huh. they're manufacturing heavy, indu- like industries are very focused on manufacturing. They need labor force. So how do you incorporate robots into a fastly aging population who aren't even having as many kids as they used to? So there was like an essay on how robots would play a part. And I was actually surprised to see that uh, apparently it, the how like obviously this is probably like a overart this isn't like a good representation of what every japanese person would think but the thing was like 
uh, in Japanese companies. I'm not sure if that applies for all of them, but they give like names to the robot. Like, you know, generally when you, when you go into like manufacturing companies and over to just like robot number one, you know, uh, arm machine number two, three, four, stuff like that. But Japan, they gave them names so that uh-huh. they inter- so people integrate with them a little easier, apparently, because, you know, when yeah, things have a name, it's a lot more personal almost yeah psychology is real yeah 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 so they were talking about how this was actually this might actually be one of the reasons why japan integrates uh service robots faster than most other societies because people would accept them much more faster and if they treat them more as a personal as a personal relationship rather than just the machine kind of thing so i thought that was actually pretty cool yeah and here i am asking my robot to why don't you grind my coffee yeah, yeah, no, but both of your what you were saying about your robot barista and your expectations of it in this essay, I think acknowledges like how important it is, not just the effectiveness of the robot, but how we perceive the robots. Mm, yeah, how exactly. We the perception how we of the people. It. Right. Yeah, that like the robots. Yeah, it plays a huge part. It's a two-way street. The usefulness of the robot, you would think like is it dependent on just the robot itself, but no, not the case. It's going to I actually never considered that. I I always just considered them as like replacement for cheap labor. So I was like, God damn, they're going to be running that thing 24-7. But then yeah. I feel like, you know, a day will come when, you know, robots have to have times off, I guess. I don't know. Who knows? Yeah. I mean, I imagine, I mean, think about like um, prostitutes too. Like imagine, uh-huh. no, no, like you can, I mean, if there's a problem with prostitution in different countries too, mm-hmm. you have a robot now. Oh, like, yeah. Right? Like, that can be another, that can... I mean, the, you you bringing up like replacing labor is is an issue, right, right. another issue because mm-hmm. like if you have less people having jobs too, you know, people have less income. So that's that's that's, that's like an adverse outcome too. But mm-hmm. I mean, there are other things that I think robots can really help solve for too. So yeah, I imagine yeah. Japan will be one of the few countries that would adopt some sort of like prostitute robot kind of stuff. Actually. That's my talking, but yeah, yeah, that's also prejudice. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. Oh, I'm sorry, I said your name. Right now. Oh yes. Oh, that's yeah. good to know. Mark that. Oh, I will bleep that out. Thank uh, you. Another sure thing. Are. So another one of the aspects they talked about was like the perception or the concept of a robot, depending on, I guess, their cultural background. So that in Japan, the concept of a robot was so fixed, fixated, on yeah. the them being like a human, like being bipedal, like acting and moving like a human. Yeah. You know, you could see that from their old not i guess it's not too old like honda when they made the asumo and asamo i think that's what they were called the bipedal human robots okay and then when america when the u.s companies started using uh, mechanical robots they i mean a lot of the u.s technology kind of stems initially from you know military aspects so their Mm -hmm. purpose was purposely for things that humans can't do right that's what the robots designed in those aspects mm. took place. But Japan, a lot of the Japanese designed robots, other than the ones specifically being used for like manufacturing, were designed to incorporate into human life in the image of a human. So apparently, uh, when the Fukushima nuclear the disaster happened after the tsunami, uh, yeah. one of the issues that Japan had, despite being like one of the biggest manufacturers and exporters of robotics, was that okay. they didn't have too many robots that could actually go in and operate in the uh, the the, the the broken nuclear facilities because they were designed as humans but they needed things that could do more like things that humans can't do like crawl and you know into tiny spaces so they actually had to bring in robots from europe and usa so i thought that was actually pretty cool too. i was like oh man oh the oh because they designed of, robots yeah, not the concept of be... how you view it is very it has far-reaching effects on how they you know operate I mean, in the society we're, so we're basically the gods of robots right now were the creators. So it was so, funny. Yeah. Interesting. Mm. I, and also this idea of robot also reminded me of some a video that I saw in Japan. There was this video of like a guy who's renting out his service for doing nothing and people buying that service. So all he does is like walk around with you, but he does nothing other than just give you companionship just in the form <laughs> of his presence. And That's people, cool. yeah, people buy that. Mm. Um, and, but I think that was a clear prime example of the bargain that is friendship. Like right, people are right. willing to pay just to have somebody around them, but compa- just companionship. There's like, a, that's a clear demonstration of the value of companionship. And then if you have a friend, you have that, plus you have conversation, plus you have like all of these other different forms of more advanced companionship too. So I thought that was interesting. My Japan has is like a pioneer in several things, like in several they, things. They are 
first incorporated a lot of things, I feel like. And in Korea's perspective, it's always nice to have them. I mean, not yeah. in general, but as a reference to what kind of societal, societal issues may come in the next decade or so because their like, population growth and stuff like are very reflecting of what Korea would be. Yeah. I feel like it's like really contrasting with their culture too because it's like a very polite, you would think like a conservative and like attitude-wise culture. But on these like different areas, whether it's culture, technology, like very aggressive and innovative too. That's actually a double-edged sword, I feel like. A lot of Japan, uh, it's innovative, yeah. They are very innovative. I feel like their biggest strength were innovations in manufacturing and engineering of specific, like, hardware. Uh Systematically, I feel like they kind of took a more conservative side. When I feel like Japan's biggest strength and weakness as an industry... Yeah, uh, as an industrial like power was that they were so good at one thing that they didn't feel the need to transfer it to like this new technology, and that's what's hindering them from like changing into like a lot of these ICT, uh, like industries. I, what's ICT? Like, shit, I forget what's. I always I always <laughs> think of it just in Korean. So, information IT, and communication technology. Technology. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. I feel like yeah, Korea has probably more advanced there like you oh no no it's not it's not the issue of korea being like advanced or not it's just that japan was so focused on being the best and like really hardware. detailed hardware hardware that when the uh chance to step and change into the ict field came they didn't yeah. feel the necessity because it was already so perfectly set up in there like that kind of uh, in the preface of the technology so uh-huh. i think one of the bigger examples from my field when i was in uh automobiles was that their you know their uh prevalence and like their like really solid technology in combustion engines as well as their hybrid you know vehicle technology was so good that that's why they were kind of somewhat hesitant and still kind of seem Hybrid is, using combustion, hybrid is using and combustion electricity? and electricity too. You're using the motion they're from the though? combustion engine. You're they're using the uh, the motion from the combustion engine to, to power the battery in the inside yeah. battery within the cars. But that itself kind of became a trap for Japan because Japan's well, first of all, they were kind of the only ones doing it. Yeah, and they became so good at it that they didn't like see. And obviously, they probably knew that electrical EVs would probably be the thing of the future, but their hybrid vehicles were so efficient that they didn't like invest too much in EVs compared to like right. Germany or something. That's I see what why, you're saying. Yeah, why it's like both a weakness mm. and strength. So that's yeah, yeah. that's that's like their double-edged sword right there. So it's actually and really even, interesting. Even if they're really good right now with their EV, I would. Are they good? Because they're being dominated by Tesla now. Yeah, Tesla's Tesla's have, being... Tesla has this like incredible technology where they seem to beat in every attractive aspect and criteria for an electric vehicle and when you say ev i'm thinking like hybrid when you're saying hybrid i'm thinking like toyota priuses right yeah yeah those are I, I guess that's what you're thinking right yeah, yeah but yeah. toyota priuses have just been being like they're consumed they're now being completely dominated by tesla so exactly. even that even that where you thought it would a strength would be a strength now it's not so much a strength no, no they i remember going to a conference in japan which talked about like the fourth what do you call it the fourth rep, industrial revolution and then one, at, okay. yeah, yeah. And then, isn't that isn't aren't we in the fourth industrial revolution? I have yeah, no idea. Fourth, yeah. Anyway, are you? And then one, one of the aspects <laughs> we'll of fourth industrial revolution, <laughs> oh, aside from five sure. G AI and all that stuff, was uh, okay. how that incorporates into mobility of automobiles. And uh-huh. you know, Japan being such a powerhouse in the automobile sector, there was a lot of uh, presentations by very you know big people. I guess uh-huh. <laughs> I, I found it very like interesting because I went to the one in Europe a couple months before that. And then Europe was all like, yo, even before 2030, by 2025, we got to like cut out all the combustion engines, just got to go straight to EV. You got to have a lot of uh, computing, like, you know, five, like, auto, like autonomous driving is going to have a lot of need, uh, com- yeah. computing energy. So you got to have batteries in the cars, right? But then Japan, when they laid out their roadmap, they were like, yeah, EVs, that's not going to come for like another tw- two decades, three decades. You're, you're going to have see hybrid technology wow. for like 10 but in the span of like three, four years, it's already like here. So I was like, God damn. 
they really underestimated that. <laughs> they really got that wrong. Yeah. <laughs> but people were supposed to be like the experts in it. And they really got that so, wrong. Oh, yeah. That was actually a pretty eye-opening for me because I thought, I mean, Japan had like a absolute, you know, foresight in the automobile. Dude, at, dude, at some point, they. that's interesting that they say that too because at some point, <laughs> they were the leaders in EV. Like Toyota Prius is yeah, they were the, the first, golden yes. standard. Yeah, people Toyota forget Prius, now. the Nissan Leaf, they were like the really Nissan Leaf. <laughs> the Nissan Leaf, that's right. Yeah, they're like non-existent now. It's like they, yeah, better. I have a friend that uses that actually, but he, you know, he, he has to recharge in every like one trip. Exactly. Every trip he has to recharge. <laughs> but now with Tesla, that's not even a problem. You know, mm. it's, yeah, it's it's, yeah, it's it's really weird. There's so many contradictions in what we, what we discussed. Like they were the leaders. But they were the ones saying, you know, EVs not going to come until or get more developed in like twenty years. If what you're in your conference, it's just that's like the downside of being a leader because you're so used to your system being so great that you don't expect that there would be another, you know, big also, change. Dude, it's just narrow mind. I don't know if that's yeah. like a downside being a leader. That's just that's just you being narrow minded, I guess, and underestimating like other global forces. That's um, why the whole so. EV change is really interesting for me because like combustion engine all that stuff it was so much harder for like new com- up- new and upcoming companies to enter that field but then now with ev everyone's you know press the reset button even the I mean, german companies so i would simplify even further not with all of ev for me it's like with tesla after tesla all the other companies like nio what is the mother you know nio right the chinese the chinese company. one Neo. Right, right, Neo. That one you know came in as well even that i think is not performing as well as tesla oh, so. honestly i'm so like hesitant on the Chinese EV companies because there were so many. There was like BYD, there was uh I forget Radian or Radian or something. There was one that I've never heard of that. I only, only know Lee Auto and um, NIO. They like, heard of Lee Auto. So they it's did. like it's the these new EV companies are or like new new energy technology companies are so like controversial because you never know if what they claim to do is actually gonna work. It was the same. T- it was the same thing with Nikola, or was it? Was that the name? Oh, of Oh, Nikola, hydrogen one. Everyone was gonna be like, "Oh, Nikola was," go-. and then the fucking that one ship blew up, and I was like, "Yeah, it's gone." Wait, what? What ship blew up? No, no, this is so Nikola is the um, provision of zero emissions transportation mm. and infrastructure. Oh, you're right. This is an electric hydrogen electric vehicle. It's a hydrogen electric vehicle. It's not a yeah, so- yeah, yeah. Oh, and it blew up? No, no, blew it up? Did, no, it didn't blow up. It, it didn't blow up. I'm not saying it blew up. Like, no, no, it did oh. not blow up. What they oh, claimed to be it. true was found to be false. Like a lot of their oh, 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 were like, oh, oh, they were like, oh, we like we were able to successfully successfully incorporate this terminology. Bullshit, you know that kind of stuff. It, and then oh, that's I why see, I see. It tanked. Yeah, so t- take out the EV industry. Like Tesla is just the forefront leader by a lot right now. So. When we say EV, I feel like just Tesla really just blew the competition out of the water. I mean, but even after Tesla, just I, I know we were talking about these electric EV companies that are kind of failing right now, but the proliferation of these EV companies that came afterwards, mm, I true. really credit that to Tesla. And I did, the, yeah, because, I did too. Yeah, and because there's a because they were the ones that said it's possible and we can do it better than combustion vehicles do, and that's like yeah. holy shit. And that made the combustion and that made those old old school combustion companies like the German ones. Toyota, Honda, even to Hyundai, follow. They follow up. They were like, "Yeah, okay, we really have to change now." Or at least try to follow yeah, up. Yeah, at least try to change. Yeah. And that's where, you know, the all and my that's... Japanese automobiles have been a little behind. <laughs> little, yeah, now a little behind, behind now. No, no, no. Now you never know. I mean, well, know. To- we'll Toyota see. is such a big organization. I feel like they can still pull it off. But, Dude, but, we were looking. My friend and I were looking at market um, shares, like for Toyota versus Tesla. I think like it like 2017 or 2018, they sold like 87,000 vehicles or something like that. The next year, they sell like half of that. Half. Half, man. In a year, they reduced their volume of like in like half because of Tesla, because of the introduction of Tesla. So, yeah, I feel like they have a lot of catching up to do. Um, but when you were talking about like EVs, the next area it's going to, you know what I was thinking of? What? Your, your, your car companies in Korea do Kia and Hyundai at partnering oh, with Apple, Apple. Car. The yeah. Apple car. What do you think about that? Oh, dude, there was it's a big. There was a big. Did Samsung like, get pissed? No, 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 no. Samsung doesn't get. I mean, I mean, obviously, I don't know what the fuck Samsung thinking. How the hell would I know? But, but the, <laughs> the, the market response was that uh, one of the re- you know like it was like why Hyundai Hyundai gave it to Kia instead of giving it themselves. 
was because Hyundai saw is kind of viewing Apple cars as a competition for their new you know, like electric vehicle lineup, which is supposed to come out like this year or next year or whatever. So they're doing wait, their own. It... Oh, wait, 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 wait. I thought the news was, was a partnership with Kia and Kia's uh, hyping Hyundai. I thought it was like I mean, no, that's, no, that's because Hyundai owns Kia. That's why. Yeah, yeah, yeah oh, so that's oh, why. But they're yeah. giving, they're, the manufacturing is being done by the Kia side. It's like how Volkswagen okay, owns Audi, Porsche, you know, everything, but okay, they're yeah. still under the Volkswagen group. It's, you know, that's the system. Oh, that's why. Okay. okay yeah, yeah. It. So a, pe- a lot of people were worried. At, at the same time, you know, you know, app working with Apple and such a big thing is, it's not a, it's a really big chance for it, like companies like Kendi and Kia, right? But they're yeah. also being worried that they were just gonna be, you know, default back into being like simple manufacturers, like something like Foxconn. Right. Oh, right. So they were so like, they... so where Apple will make all the money and Foxconn just makes, you know, the manufacturing fees. So they were like, are we really going to let the biggest automobile company in Korea just default into just being a simple manufacturer for a foreign car company kind of thing? So I think that's why Hyundai kind of gave it to Kia. I may be wrong. I'm, I haven't. Been too, mm. but that was a, that was actually a pretty big worry. I heard okay. from like the automobile side in Korea. Yeah, I mean, I can see that because the software I would imagine would be supplied by Apple, and then even the design. Like, I feel like Apple. I sure they don't design cars, but do you? I mean, look at the Apple phones, man. They're known for their sleek designs too. So I imagine they would also design the cars. So if they do, no, that, Apple is very. You know, they kind of do want. They're very proprietary in their own design, so they're obviously not going to. They're just literally. I feel like Kia's literally only gonna be doing manufacturing, manufacturing. And maybe suggesting side of how to like best, you know, produce. The, these cars so, because they've been into that market for such a long time that they'll have better understandings of how to you know produce vehicles in a larger scale yeah so wait so beyond manufacturing what what kind of other um expertise does kia operate with so there's the manufacturing is design an equivalent sort of i don't think business? apple's going to use anything from hyundai kia design I mean, yeah, that no, defeats the purpose. Yeah, I, I was going to think, what are so when we think of like the automobile companies, what if they're not just manufacturing companies, what are they? What are like the other functions that like automobile companies have to fulfill to become like an automobile company, like to be classified as an automobile okay, company? Okay, no, this is this, this goes into the whole issue of the automobile industry, the crisis that's the identity crisis of the automobile industry right now is because cars are essentially becoming like really expensive and giant moving cell phones in a sense. With 5G and... <laughs> no, they, I mean, they're talking about fucking like if it starts driving itself and you have nothing to do in the car, if you're not gonna drive, what are you gonna do? You're gonna probably like watch YouTube or listen to you know Spotify or something. You're not, you're gonna spend your time with using content, so they're just glorified giants, you know, uh, smartphones that you can ride. And that's, that's a, a one is, way to put it. Yeah, that's, this is where the conflict between the software and the platform companies like Google, Google's Waymo. Uh, Uber and and the original so like, s- hardware yeah. manufacturing companies like conflict. Who's going to take the bigger? You know, who's going to take? Who's going to be the senior in the partnership between these two entities when it comes to the uh, like future of automobile industries and stuff? Yeah. Okay. Wait. So you're saying that the introduction <laughs> of like some sort of electric vehicle that's taking out the combustion. It, it, I mean, if you if that if that's what triggering identity crisis, then we're acknowledging that combustion. That engine of combustion is an integral, inseparable part of an automobile and thing. From or the previous generation of automobiles, that's what made the bar for entering that market so hard because that's like combustion engines, you know, designing and developing something, you know, you can't be, you know, done mm. in a couple of years, right? You mean I mean even Hyundai who's been in like the car business for at least, you know, half a decade now. I mean <laughs> half a century now. Uh, still oh. had issues with up to recently had issues with their combustion engine right right but then like i said ev is just like a reset button on everything where the knowledge i mean i'm sure some knowledge could be used transferable from combustion, yeah transferable from combustion to ev but the right. overall yeah. arching thing is that everyone gets to start a new and it allows for like companies like even amazon is doing their own like automobile dri- autonomous driving freaking baidu from china is like the biggest autonomous driving sector in china right now Alibaba yeah. is doing their own. So You're it's like, right. So it's so the original manufacturing automobile manufacturing companies are going through a freaking identity crisis. If you see the names of these automobile companies, they're changing it from like even Hyundai when they were going like, "Oh, we're no longer a motor company. We are Hyundai Mobility Company." 
So they're mm. changing their like, like TI completely to like match with the change in you know needs that these automobiles, these future automobiles will bring. Yeah, to, wait, but that's uh, so. I'm reading about automotive industry, but right now all I'm here seeing right now is the automo, the mo, the automotive industry is really just involved in the manufacture. Exactly. So it's really just manufacturing. That's all that automotive companies are anyway. So why would Kia worry that they'd only be like manufacturing um, from Apple cars? Because that's all that an automotive industry is. Like, what else is there? Is it designing? It must be designing as well. Designing is part of it. It's their own brand image as well. They're just essentially giving up the Kia brand to be a part of the Apple Apple system. I mean, you don't, you don't, I mean, Foxconn just pretty much the Foxconn, if, if Foxconn sold iPhones as Foxconn phones with the same technology, would people buy Foxconn phones over iPhone phones? It's that kind of thing. I feel mm, like. That's part of it, yeah. I mean, yeah, when we hear Foxconn, we don't think Apple it's, phones. Yeah, you don't think, <laughs> oh, this innovative company. Yeah, exactly. True, true. I guess, so yeah. They, Hyundai, Kia, Motor Group, I, I guess and I guess they're called Mobility Company, uh, now is uh, very, very uh, was, I heard, from what I understand, hesitant. Yeah. how to approach this partnership with Apple. I mean, it's you something they be, can't deny, but... Yeah. You know what then would be interesting enough, yeah. from Tesla mm-hmm. then? Because they're, you know, the forefront leaders in it, and you're saying, like, a lot of technology um, that's using EV, maybe some, like, other tech companies can use, but, um, uh, like, automotive motive industries like, have to start from scratch. It'd be interesting to see, like, Tesla go into cell phones <laughs> or something, <laughs> or some sort of, like, other electric vehicles. Too. I wonder if they have the technology to do that. Maybe I don't right. know, but it wasn't Tesla wasn't inherently a software company. No, it's it, true. It, it, it's tough, but they but they do a lot of the hardware. Like yeah. they have battery technology. They their designs look sleek. Uh, I mean, their doors are awesome. They could start like designing doors for houses if they wanted to. I'd buy I'd buy a door from uh, from Tesla if it, if it didn't open like, um, uh, like you know, uh, like horizontally. If it just slid up too, I'd buy that. That'd be an awesome door to have. There's so many technologies from like components in Tesla that I feel like they could probably commercialize and have a kind of a small market for. That's the key, isn't it? A small market. <laughs> Did you have to keep the word? Uh, yeah. yeah, you thought, but dude, you thought EV was a small market. Now, we oh, thought no, I... EV was a small market. In 2015, did you think EV was going to be like a huge market now? In 2015? No, every, no everyone was going like, yeah, EV is going to be the next market. We just didn't know when it was going to come. Mm-hmm. Fine. I don't know. Even 2015, they were pretty much sure it was going to be by, at least by 2030, it's going to be pretty EV heavy, especially after the diesel incident that the Volkswagen group went through. So they were like, yeah, okay, we can't, the whole combustion engine image is really bad. And also, it it also goes in, like, side with the environmental issues. It's just riding, also has a riding off effect from that as well. So it's been, that's what's been pushing the whole EV thing. A little quicker than everyone expected, I guess. I mean, I just blame it all on Tesla and credit it all to Tesla. If it weren't for Tesla, we wouldn't. No, there would be no rush. There would be there would be no such um, identity crises and crises going on around in the old automotive industry. So, Elon Musk, man, you know, you got like, that that man is amazing. We have some haters for that man, but that guy. I mean, we talk about Tesla. We could probably like talk about all the different kinds of revolutions that Tesla is creating. But then he's also, I don't know if you've heard of Neuralink. It's supposed mm, to be like yeah. a chip. You've heard of it? It's a chip you plant into your, like the skull of your brain. And it's going to help with like various psychological issues and maybe some physical disabilities as well. I was actually more like, I, I feel like there's like got to be a lot of uh, uh, moral questions regarding the, that. Definitely. Kind of, yeah. For sure. But he's really pushing the boundaries. Yeah, yeah, he's I know. pushing the boundaries everywhere. I think the thing I was most interested, I was like, oh my God, if that happened, that's going to be an incredible thing. With, I mean, yeah, the Neuralink thing is pretty cool too. But I feel like it's such a moral, questionable area for a lot of people. But yeah, something but... that's beneficial for one was that his uh, uh, satellite link so that he could provide 6G and like internet service to everyone by like putting like thousands of low orbit satellites. So yeah, like free Wi Fi everywhere in the world. That's Elon. Yeah, yeah, that's Elon. I forget what it's called. I didn't know that. Yeah, wow. it, was, it was another one of those like link things. But anyway, oh, wow. so with that, you'd be able to, you know, use internet anywhere in the world, right? Because of all these 
like thousands of millions Dude, of low how do people LA. hate this man i don't get it this guy's this guy's literally trying to help humanity it's so many different problem areas how do you hate this man and i don't i don't get it i also see like the threats that come from a lot of his uh what threats innovative I mean, ideas like is, threats, it, but is it threats to self-interest of companies yeah, like to the companies and maybe of nations itself. To the individual people, it, yes, it would definitely help. But as a like a nation or like maybe a larger corporate identity, it's gonna be very threatening. Like yes. it's gonna it's gonna destroy every single telecom company in the world. That you know, uh, that that satellite thing. Ah, shit! What's that name called? Elon Musk satellite <gasps> internet Starlink. That yes, that's what, what? it was called. Starlink. You look it up. It's actually the idea is really cool. I, I think it has a pretty. Oh it's actually God. probably really possible. You should look at it. I really like it. Launched nine hundred fifty-five satellites. They've already launched nine hundred fifty-five satellites. Oh, oh, it's being constructed by SpaceX. Oh, it's from so, so, so it's mm. from SpaceX. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, okay, okay. You know what SpaceX is, right? Yes. Yes. They yes. are all the buzz. Yeah, well, I mean, no, I mean that that that's the buzz. Neuralink's the buzz. Tesla's the buzz. Like he just, he just has he just creates so much buzz. Um, what are we going? Yeah, Starlink. Okay, so okay. Oh wow, uh, internet <gasps> constellation. Wow, that word constellation is pretty pretty epic. Yeah, yeah, but like you're saying, the threat because of the threat to profit making um, companies. That's like um, that's pretty self interested. See, this guy's helping humanity. I mean, uh, all companies and all organizations are in their own self-interest. I feel like that's why people will obviously, you know, feel threatened by these sort of ideas. But it's part, but 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 welcoming and having competition is part of the machinery that they're part of. Hmm. They should be able to compete against that. They shouldn't like harbor resentment against that. They should, you know, also step it up too. That's part of capitalism. That's part of the industry as well. Um, I think so. I mean, this guy, I, I really don't understand. Like, I think I get, like, you feel threatened by it. That's fine. But people, like, harbor resentment towards this man, like, put hate comments against this man. Oh, yeah, I don't understand. I don't, get I don't it. know why you I, I, I don't get it. Like, is it because you're jealous because he has so much or because he's so rich? This guy's this guy's better. Th- I mean, I, I, I go as far as to say he's better than Iron Man because in Iron Man, you know, Tony Stark, what he, what he was doing was creating weapons. What Elon Musk is doing is creating tools to really help mankind in a non-violent manner. So yeah, I can just fanboy out about Elon Musk all day. <laughs> you really like this guy, dude? It's impressive. It's fucking yeah, impressive. Yeah, no, he's very impressive. Don't yeah, no, name I, it. And I hear like com- comparisons between like Steve Jobs and Elon Musk, and people are saying, hmm, they even hesitate. They go, mm, you know, really? Jobs is better. Dude, CEO. I'm like, I, I think fuck, Elon. Get, I mean, get, maybe uh, okay, maybe as a CEO. Maybe as a CEO, um, but as like oh, an okay. and like a market leader, maybe I feel like Elon an Musk inventor. Overall. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I think actually the question came up with who has given like for, more um, to society or something. Yeah, in, in that context. Oh, oh no, Steve, they're so Steve. misguided. They say Steve Jobs. I swear. It's I, that, I mean, like Apple herd mentality that's that's swaying your decision making right there. I right, maybe, you agree with me, right? Elon no, Musk is good so much. Yes, yeah. No, but it's like a lot of his are still stuck in the preliminary idea stages or like prototype stuff. Steve Jobs was able to actually, oh yeah, Tesla. But you don't know if they're that gonna was succeed. Revolutionary. What do you mean they're, 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 they've already succeeded? <laughs> they've already succeeded, dude. I know. I still give these old school manufacturing companies a you know a fighting chance. Because they still got economies of scale on their side. Dude, if these other... Uh, that's true. They have probably more just factories. But if, if um, an EV revolution happens and it's adopted at a very wide scale, I would still credit that to Elon Musk. No, I would credit, yeah, I would I would credit the whole revolution to him as well. So even if Tesla fails himself, I still imagine if an EV industry becomes widespread and becomes the dominant uh, form of vehicle transportation, then I would... Say Elon Musk was successful, and especially. No, but I also understand think- why people would like claim like that kind of stuff for uh, Steve Jobs as well, because what I guess it's not solely for him with the smartphone thing. Yeah, but how does that benefit society? It honestly, there's there's like EV is almost unquestionably helpful for us, like for the world, like helping protect the world, right? It's you don't almost think unquestionably. Smartphone wasn't helpful to society. Do you don't think that we've been much, much more plugged in and we're, you know, we're more distracted and we're now more distant and we don't engage in like face-to-face time and interpersonal relationships as much? 
that's a that's a pretty big uh you can even call that a pandemic in a way it's a pretty big affliction right don't you think so like we're all looking down at our phones and we're not, not engaging like in conversation with other people we're, like all distracted oh, there, so there's that bad honestly you don't think it's that bad? Do you think it's yeah. over-exaggerated? Yeah, like, I you think see... it's really over-exaggerated <laughs> compared to the benefits that it's brought us. I think it's really over-exaggerating it. Okay, I agree. I agree the benefits are definitely outweigh the cons. Um, okay, fine. Okay, fine. Okay, okay, okay. I mean, the concept right. of fucking, like, a lot of concepts stemmed off from the concept of smartphone. Even a lot of the freaking, like, future vehicle stuff that Elon Musk is trying to do is... Probably, yeah. Stems from the modular concept of smartphones. Probably the battery so, part. Probably was like the stepping uh, the smartphones having such long so batteries. I, I, I mean, I mean, I, I agree that if Elon Musk pulls up at least half the stuff that he's trying to do, he's gonna be a much more influential person in history for history's eyes. But right now, it's right now, now you're saying like it's not. Apple oh, okay. could. I mean, Steve Jobs might have a thing, but Elon Musk, you know, I mean, sadly for Apple. Steve Jobs. Dude, at least no, Tesla, you give him that win. I give I give Tesla the win. He's already revolutionized. Oh the, yeah, yeah. I gave I gave the EV market. He's, Elon Musk gave it a big push that right. would not have come naturally for another couple of years. Yeah, and you can say the same thing for smartphones. At some point, maybe somebody would have done what Steve Jobs did and really pushed the frontiers of smartphone technology. It is possible too. It's a valid I mean, argument, just, right? I mean, right now I give it like a tie. Yeah. It's a tie between Elon yeah, Musk yeah, and right. Steve Jobs. One one. Yeah, okay. but sadly Steve Jobs is you know dead, so he can't compete anymore. So I feel like you're right. No, that's a that's a that's a great point. Nice, we're we're being good referees in this game right now. In this game of who was revolutionary, I have revolutionized. I guess they're part of the industrial revolution in a way. Is smartphones part of the industrial revolution? So I don't really know the details about how they conceptualized the industrial, industrial revolution. revolution. Yeah, I think I heard that the third industrial revolution came with the information technology internet and stuff so i think that my smartphone might be part of the third industrial revolutions i guess yeah the fourth one is all about uh connectivity and ai and stuff and 5g Mm -hmm. so i'm not really sure the big difference between because i I feel like fourth and third kind of over you know overlap overlap a little it's just a matter of you know scope and speed at which the fourth ones do it i guess See, there, these are the first three industrial revolutions that transformed our modern society. With each of these three advancements, the steam engine, the age of science and mass production, and the rise of digital technology. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah, so it's assembly line. It's like steam engine, assembly line, and then into information technology. Yeah, when you say assembly line, you mean mass production, huh? Yeah, pretty much what mm. Ford did. Mm. Wow, right, right. The rise of digital technology. Yeah. So I'd say smartphone falls into digital technology in a way. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I guess you're right. So I don't know if there's like a big differentiating factor that differentiates fourth from third, honestly. Yeah, it's pretty blinded. Yeah, it's like yeah. it's just it's just the scope and the speed and scale or everything is just like tenfolded compared to well, the third. What do you, what would you think would be like the next industrial revolution? What would be characterized by? I think the biggest one? difference like you know, people claim for like, oh five G is the proprietor of industri- that the fourth industrial revolution does actually just makes it faster, which allows right, right, for right. a lot of more new, new these new innovative activities to come from them. Like you know, right. So one of the, the subjects why, are the same. Mm, right, right, right. So maybe I guess if some oh, yeah. groundbreaking AI technology like completely revolutionized everything we do, that would be a real fourth industrial revolution. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I don't know when this will come, but I know when this comes, it will be considered a separate class of industrial revolution. Exactly, yeah. And that is, um, well, yeah, that might be one, but what I'm thinking right now, dude, um, John, is um, time travel. If time travel ever comes about, we're definitely hands down classifying that as an industrial revolution thing. Hands down. Is that even industrial? <laughs> At that point, it's just like fucking reality breaking. <laughs> I thought the no. whole concept of time travel was that it doesn't matter when you when it comes out. At that point, once it comes out. Oh, you're saying like it's inherently incoherent kind yeah. of say time travel. <laughs> Maybe that's the end. That's the end of all industrial revolutions when we get to time travel. Because I mean, you know, who would have thought digital technology you would consider like industrial revolution? Who would have thought like something like software and internet you call it industrial? Like now it's becoming, a, we're getting to a certain point where industrial seems like a, 
a mis misuse of the words a misnomer like mm. it's not physical yeah anymore. that's true yeah yeah that's why i don't think it should be called fourth industrial revolution it should be now like you should, you should just come up with a new name now yeah at like, this point you know? just do something new the first something the first, the first you know. um technology the, revolution maybe maybe that yeah who knows the first data revolution or something like that i don't know yeah yeah but if time travel does come about and if like quantum computing you've heard of quantum computing yeah. where they can like do, do, do incredible amounts of computations like ridiculous speeds um yeah that'd probably be another kind of revolution too but maybe it's still in the same category of digital technology so yeah time travel would deserve a whole class of its own if you get to travel in time then yeah that, yeah i think that would be huge Any other thoughts? Oh, yeah, no, I was, I was reading Elon Musk's profile on Wikipedia. <laughs> Any notable things you're reading up, you're seeing right now? No, no, I just thought he looks very... Oh, you haven't seen what he looks like regularly? Oh, no, no dude, I've seen, he comes out on YouTube all the time. There's like right, always right. a picture of Elon Musk somewhere on YouTube or yeah. like on Reddit. So I, always, I know what he looks Founder like. of the Boring Company. Do you know what this is? I think this is this flamethrower company. You know, he makes flamethrowers as well. Oh, no. Isn't this the tunneling company? <laughs> oh, is that the tunneling one? The one yeah. where he's making tunnels? I mean, this guy is doing so much. But you're right. You're right. So a lot of his ideas are incomplete too. So yeah, giving him credit thing. for that right now might be a little bit premature. Like, I, I Honestly, if he finishes any of his big ideas, like... like At least one. Even just yeah, one. EV is kind of... It was something that was set to be happened, I feel like, regardless of Elon Musk. He just like started it really quickly. Like he just yes, but I say the same thing for Steve Jobs. It, it could have happened at some point too. Like Samsung did it too. Not they did it second, sure, but very similar to like these other EV companies that are following after Tesla. Apple was the first, and Samsung followed too. It's a very similar pattern. So I wouldn't like give him a knock just because you think okay, this is okay. happen anyway. Apple, same thing. It would have happened anyway, maybe. Yeah, man, I'm not even an Apple fanboy. I have I've I've used one Apple product my entire life, <laughs> which is and the MacBook. Still, yeah, which is the MacBook that I had to buy. Oh, right, for work. Oh, right, right, for your school. Yeah, uh, um, yeah it's a boring company, Neuralink. But he also has, like, a flamethrower company as well, so. No, I think that's made by the boring company to fund a lot of his, like, some of their projects. I, I think that's what I recall it as. He created a flamethrower to help one first tunnel. That's or he just did it because it's cool. I think he just did it, it was cool. That'd be, that'd be so funny. That'd be so funny. No, Oh shit! Is 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 the boring company a different one from the Hyperloop? Oh, it is. Oh shit! I thought it was like the same company. No, I think no, no, no. no. I think the boring company is um, uh, creating the Hyperloop. So the Hyperloop the falls under the, the Hyperloop company. is the white paper concept for uh, vacuum. Uh, you know, sending a fucking train through a vacuum kind of thing. Anyway, uh -huh, uh -huh. boring company is the company that's digging the tunnels for it. Right, right, and developing and testing the Hyperloop. Seems. Dude, I am so on board for this Hyperloop thing. Right? If, yeah, if this uh, if this sort of transportation it becomes like norm, dude, I could live in Busan and go to work in Seoul if I want to. Yeah. And you'd probably be there within like 30, five minutes. minutes. Yeah. Dude, it's less, dude. Come on, Chris. Oh, no, no, like, in, in the initial like in the initial stages of the Oh really? Like, 40 minutes. Really, oh yeah, how long does it take by car? Three going, hours? Going three hundred kilometers in five minutes, I feel like that would destroy your body in the initial stages on that oh yeah okay okay yeah maybe you're right yeah yeah you're right um yeah yeah i mean it's crazy a lot of transportation solutions he's he's coming up with like the ev the whole being able to fly people to mars i guess yeah a lot of them fall under the transportation concept mm, yeah because we are physically bound that's why transportation is important dude that's why this guy Whoever the next Elon Musk is, is going to think about things to like, not time travel, do teleportation. Okay, forget time travel, but maybe I've, I've heard things about teleportation. No, no, dude, seriously, I've heard things about teleportation and the research that's being, that's going on, on like researching teleportation. Um, scientists realize efficient generation of high dimensional quantum teleportation. This is from, um, this is from uh, something, um, it's called SciTech Daily. That's a publication. Yeah, but they, I think they're trying to right now, like, transport particles right now so they are looking into it and that would be another revolution another one would be like genetic revolution like genetical editing i think that i think that's like 
No, I think I actually give like the next so-called quote-unquote revolution to whoever solves the energy crisis. What's what's the energy crisis? Whoever like you know, instead of like coal and yeah, instead of limited, whoever it's like solves the whole dependency on limited energy. You know, Uh, I feel like we're getting there. Kind of, there's so many solar energy companies. Um, so I think we're already making progress there. You don't think so? No, I actually, I'm not sure about like solar panels. They're so limited still. I mean, no, there's already been one. I remember like reading one of the one of the biggest solar panel making companies in Korea was a uh, Hana, and then they uh-huh. made they made their entire like thing. I they were planning on or they're planning to or they already did. I'm not quite sure. I remember reading an article a couple of years ago, was that they made see through uh solar panels so that they could like coat their entire freaking building with these, uh, like essentially windows, but they're just solar panels at the same times. Yeah, yeah. And then they were like, yeah. oh, it's going to be the entire building is going to run just from that. And then seeing as though I haven't heard any success stories of that, I feel like it was uh, non-successful. Uh, yeah, maybe it's limited. I, maybe like, wind, wind to... solar, I feel like those are still essentially limited to the condition of, you know, the weather essentially also. Yeah, and the rate, the rate at yeah. which you absorb and how much solar energy is being provided by the sun. I mean, you're, you're relying on sun like it's mm. not something you generate yourself it's not like an independently generated exactly um like unlike fossil fuels i guess it's a resource but you can like yeah, process you can't even control resource. it yeah the sun yeah i guess i don't know maybe you can who knows maybe someone will find a way to like harness the energy and store it and then i don't know be able I to give props to whoever does that nuclear fission shit and makes their own miniature sun to power their entire company or something I think that dude, that was like, do, do you remember Spider-Man? Did you watch Spider-Man? Yeah, yeah, I know. Spider-Man 2. Spider-Man 2, that was it. That was it. The best Spider-Man movie, in my opinion. Spider-Man 2? Yeah, I, I love that movie so much. That was good. Dude, I, you, so you, you, you've seen the different size Spider-Man establishments, right? Like, so there's Tobey Maguire, that one. And there was the one with Andrew Garfield. That oh, was yeah. after Tobey Maguire. And then the I, recent I, one with, what's his name? Tom Holland. Mm-hmm. I think to- the Tobey Maguire is the best Spider-Man series of all. Ever, it's much better than the Andrew Garfield one, Tom Holland one. I think it's definitely better than Andrew Garfield. Andrew Garfield was too much of a cool guy to pull off a Spider Man. I feel like. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. not believable. Like he's not a nerd. I think. I don't know. I think this is very this is, this is very like personal thing. I feel like there's a factor of nostalgia that comes into why we like enjoy uh, Tom not Holland, like Tobey Maguire as Spider Man. Nah, no, I have concrete reasons besides just nostalgia and the fact that it preceded the other ones. The reason being, like, it's more emotional. Like, it's more human. They, they explore, like, these these human emotions of fighting, and they also explore a little bit more of love as well. They have more other concepts than besides, like, comic hero comic concepts than the other Spider-Man movies do. I think, oh, dude, actually, my favorite Spider-Man movie was that animated one that came out recently. Oh, Spider-Verse into the Spider-Verse. Yeah, dude. Dude, I like really? that one. Yeah. I didn't like that one that much. I, it got like super good ratings on Rotten Tomatoes. I was like, why? It's just him being different Spider-Mans. What's so cool about that? And it's, it's, it's like, it's also not even live action. Shit, why do I even like that? Yeah, why? No, I don't, I don't even get what the wait, fast what? No, I don't even give things being live action a plus just because <gasps> it's live action. First of dude, all. What? It looks real. It looks the, the, the idea of having your imagination becoming real. That's you definitely. I give definitely credit to that. That makes the reward the experience so much more. Really? I feel like sometimes dude, it's... If, you saw, if you saw Harry oh. Potter, like for example, dude, in cartoon, would you have liked to watch that? Or would you have given more props to like the live action Harry Potter that you see right now that they actually make you believe that magic is possible, kind of? I still think I take the cartoon. It stretches the possibilities of like potential powers or like stuff like that. There's like limited, limited to. It's so limited to the 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 filming technology that nowadays, when it comes to if it comes to live action, you know. I, I guess, but the reason they do that is because the the element and the ability to to fool people to make people believe this reality it's rewarding enough. It's like that that experience justifies the costs that go into it. I guess you know. I guess you don't. If you don't value that, then I can see why you value the cartoons. But I I just value that so much. Like them fooling me, making me—it's like magic. It's basically magic, dude. Making people believe that um, what you're seeing is actually the reality. 
but it's actually just fantasy and people tricking you with editing technology and other like CG stuff. Yeah. Okay. I guess I could get that. Yeah. Yeah. But I still don't value yeah. it over. I yeah. I, don't, okay. I wouldn't put that as like a positive value in my movie going experience. Hmm. Into the spider. I think it also kind of. I, I think it also has to do with that. I've seen so many shitty live action versions of like comic book renditions that I was like, you know what? Fuck live action. That's, what's the, as what's long the as the movie is good, it could oh. work. What was the worst you've seen live action wise? Fucking Dragon Ball Z from the ones. Oh, that was so bad. Oh my god! Dude, I don't, that's I really even... really hard to make live action and live Maybe, up. Okay. Okay. If even the Transformer ones, as good as they were, that's good. Like the scale in which like a lot of these comics or animes in japan i guess run is so much bigger than what you know live action could pertain i guess that's why a lot of people give credit to the marvel you know infinity war because their scale is so much closer to what the comics did yeah yeah i guess yeah to to really summarize our discussion it's really between like the element of being able to portray fantasy in reality and making believe it, but still you're doing it within like the confines of reality mm. in a way versus just doing do it entirely in imagination. How the hell did we come from talking about EVs to this? You talked about nuclear fission. Oh, <laughs> we we called that Spider-Man Iron movie. Man. <laughs> okay. I was like, where the hell did this come from? <laughs> okay. 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 This, this is the beauty of this pod, podcasting like this. It just like, uh, um, yeah natural conversation with interesting topics oh, it makes dude. me think you know if there's like uh yeah I, that's like the content of this podcast podcast we just talk about normal things and fascinating things that really intrigue us and people might like listening to it to to it as well i feel like we have interesting opinions as well that might be a little bit presumptuous on my part so maybe very be. presumptuous on your part dude no i think we have interesting opinions <laughs> <laughs> dude let's give ourselves credit okay how are we at time we have a few more minutes to burn. Um, anything else? I try keep trying to get in touch with our friend. Not, I didn't try. I mean, I heard, haven't heard from our our friend that we tried to join the podcast. Like we'll call him Alex. Um, have you gotten in touch with him at all? Uh, yeah. I mean, but not about this. Just about you know. You should. You should just ask him like if he wants to participate or anything. Did you tell him you were doing this? No. <laughs> no, I was just talking about work with him. I was like, dude. My new company, I got it. I, I started working on my new company. Like, oh, yo, congratulations. You know, that kind of stuff. Yeah. You should like, slide a little message there. It's like, oh, you want to you wanna hop on? Maybe not. Maybe yes. I don't know. I feel like if he does join, we talk a shit ton about history. And I think I mean, it's that... kind of. Didn't we what? talk about this before? Like, his knowledge of history is so much more wide and deep than us that it was just going to be us defaulting to listening to him. No, man, we're not going to do that. We're going to challenge his opinions because he's not just going to give us facts. He's going to give his own opinion about the facts that he's relating to. And then our inter- interpretation can be something that we offer. Okay. I mean, okay. We, yeah, here and there we can have him have him on. Um, but yeah, it'd be great to at least have him on once, but he never responded. He Maybe he doesn't like you. I mean, that is, that's possible. That is that is possible. <laughs> Does he not like <laughs> me? <laughs> no, I'm, I'm sure that's not the case. I'm kidding, I'm kidding, I'm kidding. No, it's okay. It's okay. My feelings wouldn't be hurt. That's all right. All right. That's yeah. what you say. Yeah. Well, before we close, so my favorite Spider-Man movie, you said it was two. I think mine, um, actually mine might be two as well. I really wish there was a Spider-Man 4 with Tobey Maguire, but it's, I'm so, so sad that didn't that didn't come about. Um, wasn't, that, wasn't the whole, like, uh, Into the Spider-Verse, they were going to bring Andrew Garfield's Spider-Man and Tobey Maguire's Gar- Spider-Man <gasps> Tom Holland's? As like a multiverse oh, kind of thing. That would have been cool. I think that was like one of the... I'm not sure if it was a rumor or actual thing, but I did hear some stuff about that. Mm, no, that but would be cool. If that comes out, that'd be really cool too, yeah. Yeah, no, that'd be yeah. cool. Um, Yeah, I also thought Spider-Man 3 got too much hate. I thought Spider-Man 3 was actually not bad. The original People Spider-Man was, 3? No, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, with, yeah, like, dude, yeah, Rat me too. I thought it and was like cool. Sandman. I thought it was really cool. People were like saying, oh, good. it got too complicated. There are too many storylines there. And you like, you didn't like one storyline wasn't that. How complicated developed. can that get? I mean, do they expect it to be like a linear storyline? Jesus. Something like that. I think so. That was part of the critique. So I also yeah. liked it because it had this black Spider-Man. The Venom. Venom, yeah, oh, seen no. Venom. I mean, well, no. I mean, Venom. Oh, the cool. black. Oh, right. Venom's yeah, the, different. The, the, when he, when, oh, yeah, right. Like, when he has the, 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 
Oh yes, when he has symbiote. venom, symbiote. Though, symbiote. Too. I guess you call him symbiote. Oh, I guess you're right. I have to. I keep equating the venom with the symbiote, but it's different. I mean, like essentially, it's the same essence that's just on different people. So, yeah, it's, yeah. It's not. You're not totally wrong. Yeah, dude, it was great seeing that too. And then you said you see you see the Sandman, and then you see a electricity dude. No, that's actually that's the Garfield that's, one. Yeah, that's the Garfield one. Uh, yeah. I didn't like that one. I thought that was actually kind of weird. Hmm. Well, yeah, well, I guess Jamie Foxx is okay though. That was pretty good. Oh no, it's Jamie not about that. The story they feel they really feel like they rushed it. Really, I don't remember that. But maybe it not being memorable is not a good sign for that movie. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe we should talk about this next podcast. Just the classic hero movies that we really enjoyed. Dude, yeah, dude. I have a lot to talk about hero movies and anime. Dude, I was oh, absolutely really? like livid on those stuff. Like I used livid. to miss ex- I was I used to like mix exams because I was like reading manga and stuff. Oh, livid is me. I think that means you're angry. Oh, livid. Yeah, I do get angry about anime <laughs> and stuff. I would go ape shit on like internet community boards. <laughs> How dare you say this about <laughs> Yeah. Oh, okay. It's the good old days when I had energy to do that stuff. Now I don't even have energy to do that. Oh, believe. Believe, dude. Believe in the hate. <laughs> Let the anger flow through you. Hi. Okay. Well, I think we're tied. Dude, mm. great combo. Oh, uh. Yes. Assuming that you cut the combo here. Oh, I'll cut, cut the combo right. Not. Well, actually, we should say our goodbyes first and then we can talk offline. But uh, goodbye, everyone. Thanks for listening. All right, stop recording.